is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Welcome, Deepak Chopra. Thank you. Yes, this is Uri. Hi, Uri. It's Nicole Whitney calling News for the Soul. Welcome to News for the Soul, Robert Allen. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. Next up, it's Living Naturally with Michaela Springer on Oh, what's up for today? All right. Hi. Thank you for the intro, Nicole. It's great to be here again. And thank you to all the listeners out there. I am Michaela Jones, MD, naturopath, energy healer, and integrative holistic health specialist with Living Naturally for Life. Welcome to another show of Living Naturally with Michaela. Today we are going to be talking about pleasure over pressure, the the divine feminine way. Now, before all you guys out there start to tune out, I encourage you to go ahead and listen in and maybe learn a little bit about feminine energy and the feminine way of doing things. You may learn a little something about, you know, the females in your life and will help you connect on another level with them. That being said... I feel that today's show is very timely. Here in the States, Thanksgiving Day is tomorrow, and it kicks off the holiday season here. Along with the holidays come a lot of pressure to take care of everyone and everything for many wives, moms, and caregivers out there, which are majority females. So self-care is so important, but beyond self-care, enjoying life is also essential. Excess pressure can rob us of those little pleasures that make life enjoyable and fulfilling. So my guest today is Glenda Lane, and she's going to help us understand the divine feminine way of doing things to reduce pressure and increase pleasure. Before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. So Glenda has a combined 32 years of experience as a physical therapist and 12 years as an intuitive soul guide and energetics coach to show women who feel confined and exhausted from doing it all that there's another way with more ease and spaciousness that doesn't cost their health and well-being. This allows them to relinquish the need to control, overthink, and analyze to free themselves from the frenetic energy of everyday life, to be more connected to their intuition so that the decisions come easily and feel more confident, radiating magnetism to everyone around them. She merges practicality with spirituality and teaches powerful energy tools to help women tap into their innate body wisdom, remember who they really are, and make choices that are aligned with the true nature. So let's bring her on. Hi, Glenda. Hi, Michaela. I'm so good so to be here with you. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. Awesome show. I just feel it. This is yeah. so timely. So I'm so happy to have you on today because, like I said, you know, this is the start of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I know that in years past, I have 
I would get so stressed out around this time of year because there just seems like there was always something to do. And in the end, by the time I got to the end of the year, I was so exhausted and, you know, and my health was deteriorating because there was so much stress, which is one of the things I'm always talking to people about is how stress just wrecks your health. So I love that you have come to us with, you know, a new approach on being able to handle that stress and not only handle the stress, but also be able to bring some pleasure into your life. I think a lot of us, we kind of, forget that we need to also be able to enjoy life as well in order to have true health. So I love that you're bringing that to the table. So let's just dive right in and let's start with, um, so who do you work with? I know you work with women, you know, that are stressed out and all that kind of stuff, but let's expand on that a little bit more. So what are the kind of people that you work with? Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to Wish you and all the listeners um, an early Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm Thank up in you. Canada. <laughs> I'm in Canada, so our Thanksgiving was in October, but I have a lot of American right, friends, right. and I just want to wish you all a wonderful holiday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I always forget that some of my guests are from different countries, so they don't sure. necessarily understand when our holidays are. That's why I <laughs> preface that with, here in the States, Thanksgiving tomorrow. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But, you know, even with it, you know, if you're not having Thanksgiving now, if you're in a country that doesn't, you know, Christmas is coming. And so, I mean, the, the season has already started, and uh, I think the combination of the two can can be a very stressful time for a lot of people. Um, not only with all the things to do, but it can be a very emotional time as well, um, depending yes. on family dynamics and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, it's a good time to be chatting about this. And so, um, yeah, so who do I work with? Yeah, thank you. I, I know that you mentioned a little bit in my bio, but I did want to expand on that a little bit because, you know, I mostly work with, high-achieving, driven women women who are, you know, they're drained and they're just, they're done with the hustle and the pressure of being mm. in overdrive that's really prevalent in our world. And it is costing their health and their relationships and, and you know, their well-being, their happiness. Um, and often these women do feel very, like they feel trapped. They say, Glenn, I feel trapped. I feel confined. I just, like, want to get in my car and drive away or, you know, beam me up, Scotty. Like, <laughs> like, like they're, just, they're, <laughs> they're just so done, right? They're, they've not just only frustrated, but it's also led to a lot of resentment. And um, mm. they're also feeling really unfulfilled in what they're doing, right? The joy just isn't there. Um, and so that's one group of women that I tend to work with. And then another group um, are women who the other feel stuck or like something is missing in their lives, right? Like everything mm-hmm. may look good on paper, but they're just, they're like something, I don't, they can't put their finger on it. They just feel like something's missing and they're not feeling lit up. Um, and what I would say with both group, groups of women is that there's often a sense of loneliness and disconnection from their true selves and disconnection even from others. And um mm. and for and for some, you know, they may even feel unloved even if even if love is being given to them, they either don't see or feel it. So so it can feel um it can feel very very isolating. Um 
to be in in those states, which I call survival. But you know, being in that survival state of go 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 um, all the time. Yeah, I I totally understand. I totally understand. So uh, I'm curious, what brought you um, to helping women? Uh, those particular types of women, and in this way that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, what brought you to that? Well, those women, you know, the the different qualities that I just described, they were me, right? So, so this is my <laughs> basically my story, and um, I'll just take a minute to kind of share that with you because I think it'll put a lot in perspective. Yeah, and so I I put so much pressure on myself as far back as I can remember um, to excel, right? To achieve. I was a straight A student, you know, through 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 school and good at sports and ballet, and I was always trying to get everything right, which I now know was to try and prove my worthiness. I didn't know, of course, at the time because I was young. Um, and I was successful, right? I got straight A's. I was top of my class in physical therapy. And then upon graduating, I got all my credentials in manual therapy and sports, um, in acupuncture. And, you know, I even traveled overseas to Beijing and Turkey as part of the Canadian medical team, uh, treating our mm-hmm. athletes at the summer un- university ad games. So, you know, I, I did have success. And at the same time, a bunch of things began to crop up in my body. So in university, I was diagnosed with a hormonal imbalance. Uh, I got mono. I had knee surgery. um, And then once I graduated, I injured a a disc in my low back that had me off work for three months. I had digestive Mm -hmm. issues um, begin uh, later in my 30s, I was diagnosed with my first melanoma, and uh, mm. I've had six since. So I've had six of them um, over the last, gosh, I think it's 20 years now. Um, I had three miscarriages. I experienced burnout. And then when I, at the age of 45, I went into menopause, um, and my symptoms were off the charts awful. <laughs> And, um, you know, like the exhaustion, the hot flashes, the night sweats. I mean, I just was not functioning very well. And and at the time, I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old. You know, I had two little girls. So, um, so all the stress from all that pressure that I put on myself was causing issues with my health. And as you know, stress is the precursor yeah. to, you know, like at least 90% of mm-hmm. diseases out there. Um, and yes. here's the crazy thing, Michaela, is that I didn't even realize I was stressed. Like, I just, <laughs> oh, it's what I knew, right? It was like, this is just normal. Right. Everyone feels this way, don't they? Like, this is just my, the way I operate. So I didn't even know that um, I was feeling stressed at the time. And then it wasn't, you know, I think what really started to change things for me is when I was 33 years old, Um, my mom um, passed away from pancreatic cancer and it was a real, um, it was fast. It was within three months of diagnosis and, and that grief just really broke my heart open. Like, you know, we talk about grief breaking our hearts, but I can see now that it just broke my heart open. And up until that time, I was very much up in my head kind of thinking my way through life. And I was very disconnected from my body. And I realize now that all these things that were showing up in my physical body 
were messages from my soul that I was out of alignment with my true feminine nature with this kind of striving pressure that I was operating under, you know, which I call um, the distorted masculine energy of fear. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I recognized that, oh, wow, okay, I, um, like, this is not my norm, right? This is not um, who I really am. And, um, and so, you know, that was kind of a, a really big wake up call for me of, you know, understanding that my body wasn't letting me down, which is what I had thought up until that point, right? Like I, I thought my body had been letting me down, but I realized that my body was actually my best friend, right? Is this messenger that's giving me constant feedback about whether I'm being and acting in alignment with what's true for me. And so when I learned how to connect with my body, I began to feel, and I realized just how much I do feel and how intuitive I am. So, you know, my mom passing really was the catalyst not only to connect with my body and soul, but also is really what began my spiritual journey and and into the world of energetics which I've been um, practicing for the last 12 years. So so that is my very long-winded answer to your question <laughs> of, right, I know what it's like to be that high-achieving, driven woman disconnected from her body and soul, operating in survival mode, and I now know what it's like to be guided by love and my soul and the peace, joy, and ease and fulfillment that comes with that. So, you know, I now have the joy and privilege of of helping women do the same. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, I think many of us that are in the healing arts, we all have our own story that have led us down the path that we are. And we tend to want to help the people that we see experiencing the same things that we did. So, yeah. so I totally, I totally understand that. That's one of the reasons why one of my big things that I'm always preaching about is stress and inflammation yes. and things of that nature. You know, because I lived it like you. I didn't really see it at first, but yeah. until my body started to tell me, you know, at first it was like tapping. And then it's like, oh, you're not paying attention. Then it starts knocking. Then it breaks mm-hmm. the door down. So, and then when you start seeing that in other people and you're going, I know what you're going through, but here, let me show you a different way. So I totally get that. I totally get yeah. that. So, so now that we're going to talk about the way, let's segue right into that. So you talk about the divine feminine way. So tell me about that. What is the divine feminine way? So the Divine Feminine Way really is being in connection with and listening to your body, your heart, and your soul, right? It is the language of learning the language of energy, of frequency, and it really is about feeling. And the Divine Feminine has the qualities of pleasure, sensuality, flow, love, grace, and union, right? And and so it's experiencing pleasure in the body, love in our hearts, and connection with the divine through our intuition and and our souls. So all of those, all of that requires us really to drop out of our thinking minds and into our feeling bodies. And that doesn't mean that we stop thinking. Of course, we're not going to do that with our minds. But it's more about 
we have gone so much the way of of thinking, right? And um, yeah. right, and the age of information and technology and all those things. And now this is the I look at it as the age of the divine feminine. Of okay, let's now learn how learn the language of our bodies and let's align and partner our bodies with our minds and instead of our minds being the thing that informs our bodies let's let's start shifting that so that our bodies can actually and our hearts can actually inform our minds so to me it really is um the pendulum has swung so far in the way of what I, I I don't it's not even the divine masculine it's the distorted masculine which you know people refer to mm-hmm. as patriarchy and now it's like okay let's bring the divine feminine into the picture here <laughs> you know she's been suppressed for so for eons right <laughs> for so long and now let's invite her back to the party and let's have her dance with the divine masculine and let's so let's partner and be the whole being that we are we're not heads walking around on sticks even if we act that way you know we're missing so much when we're up in our heads and not listening to our bodies and our intuition and the little nudges that we get. And so to me, that is the, the way of the divine feminine. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for, you know, for giving us that explanation because, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of, information out there floating around about, you know, the divine, you know, divine female and divine male and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So I know it can be kind of confusing for everyone. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to kind of explain that a little bit more because, you know, it isn't, it isn't necessarily about male and female, but the energetics of it all. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, sorry, that it's not just in women, right? Right. It's not just exactly. in women. Men, we, we each have the divine feminine and masculine in us, regard, whatever gender we are. And so right. it's understanding, exactly. you know, to me the divine feminine is a way of describing the qualities and the energetics versus it, I, sometimes it becomes too much of a label. Um, but to me it's just a way of, okay, here's the qualities. And, and men have them and women have them, right? And yeah. so... Yeah. Um, so it's really, um, and what has, well, we'll talk about this later, but, you know, the women have really gone the way, um, uh, when we entered into the workforce, as an example, you know, when we started working, um, it, it really shifted how we were being, and, and I'll, I'll touch on that later. But, yeah, it, we all have feminine and masculine energy within us, and it's just a way, unfortunately, I, I wish we kind of hadn't used feminine and masculine because it does get confused with male, female too much, right? I almost wish there was a different name for it, but (laughs) kind of like what what we have at the moment. So maybe I'll maybe I'll come up with a new name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, some you know sometimes we you know we have to kind of adjust our 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 terminology to make it fit a little better because the current colloquialisms are so off that it just yeah. totally distorts everything. So I get that. I get that. So, all right. So let's talk about this, um, this, this pressure versus pleasure. So mm-hmm. tell me, how does pressure diminish pleasure? Let's talk about yeah. that for a moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, and I, you know, I don't think 
it's I think a lot of people can relate that when they're feeling under pressure, whether it's ex- external pressure or pressure put on themselves, there's not a lot of pleasure happening, right? So I think we all have <laughs> have experiences of that. And, you know, I, I like to, when we're putting pressure on ourselves, and I'll speak from my perspective because that's what I did. It really wasn't external pressure from my parents or anything like that. It was just, it was just me. Granted, you know, society as a, as a culture, um, there's kind of that um, energy that's pretty pervasive. But when we put pressure on ourselves, we're in what I call survival mode. And survival mm-hmm. mode is where fear is the energy that governs that state. Okay, so, and then that stress from the pressure can cause our nervous systems to become dysregulated. So, um, mm-hmm. you, you've, I'm sure you've all heard fight, flight, or freeze, right? Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah. even called the fear response or the stress response. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. Typically, we're thinking and worrying up in our heads when we're in that state and when we have pressure on ourselves. But, and it takes us away from being connected with our bodies, which is where we experience pleasure, right? Our mm-hmm. bodies, it's through our senses that we yeah. experience pleasure. And so if we are disconnected from our bodies, if we're not tuning in, if we're not paying attention, if we're just up in our heads trying to figure everything out with our thinking minds, then we have that disconnection. And so, and also too, what pressure will do is it will deplete your energy, right? And so you're not feeling very vibrant. You're often not happy. And vast majority of the time you experience a low sex drive. Yeah. Right? And I remember having this explained to me, and it's like obviously stuck in my mind, but if you think about an animal in the wild, okay, so let's just think of a deer as an example. If that deer feels threatened and they can, you know, they're, they've got their, their their spidey senses, so to speak, and they can, they know <laughs> that they're right. They're being stalked by an animal that could kill them. They are in that survival mode. Do you think that it's even thinking about procreating in that moment? No, <laughs> right? No, it's like, no, <laughs> right? It's like I gotta stay alive here. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, and and getting ready to run or whatever it's gonna do. It is not thinking about sex. That is for sure. And so I was like, oh, you're so right. When I'm super stressed and I have pressure, you know, if a pressure on me, yeah, my libido's like in the toilet, right? So. Instead of experiencing pleasure um, in our bodies, often what we do is we are either numbed out or we're overwhelmed by emotions. And so it's really about, okay, we don't want to numb out because we want to feel, but we also don't want to be so overwhelmed by what we're feeling. And we can actually learn how to be with those emotions, how to really feel them, how to let yeah. them move through our bodies. And that's one of the things that I, that I do with my clients a lot is really teaching them how to be with them so that they're not taken out by their emotions, that they're the ones actually in yeah. charge, they're the ones feeling the emotions. But it's not, you know, there's a way to do it. And 
and even getting to see that emotions are really the doorway, they're the, the opening which we get to walk through by feeling them to more clarity, to more truth, to more love that is available on the other side. It's, it's our body's way of saying, hey, there's a deeper truth here. You're believing a lie that isn't um, assisting you. And there's a deeper truth here that wants to be known. And so let's feel this emotion so that because it's going to point you in that direction. And I call, the process, I call it emotional alchemy that I take people through. And it's really mm-hmm. coming to peace. It's like resolving through the emotion you actually find peace. It's not by avoiding or suppressing the emotion that you experience peace. So, gotcha. yeah, so that's kind of how pressure um, really diminishes our pleasure. It, it puts us in that survival mode. And, um, and we're also exhausted, right, from trying to do everything. I was like, what? Energy for, for experiencing pleasure? And it's not just, um, you know, sexual pleasure, but it's pleasure of all right. descriptions, right? You could right. even look at it yeah. as play or enjoyment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know, when you were talking about that, that was going to be one of the things, you know, I was going to, you know, put out there is that I feel like pleasure isn't just, you know, sexual pleasure, you know, it's right. enjoyment. It's, it, you can mm-hmm. find pleasure in any number of things, you know, reading, oh, yeah. you know, or, you know, just having self-care and taking time for yourself, you know, things like that, things that yeah. make life enjoyable. So it's not just about sex. So I'm glad that you no. have that in there because I think, you know, I also think that sometimes we as women, we also have become so wrapped up in this, 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 you know, patriarchal society with the roles of women and what we're supposed to be doing. And part of that, you know, is, is, you know, being a partner to, for a male. And, and, and so we kind of wrap ourselves up in an identity and we think that that's what we're supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. that's not always true. So, so, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a little delicate here because I know I have some guys that are listening too, you know, and that kind of thing. But yeah. you know, but yeah, pleasure isn't just about sexual pleasure. It's other things too. It's you know, life enjoyment. You know, so that being said, you know, I know that you know we as women have bought into um, this idea of who and what we're supposed to be, you know, throughout the years. So, you know, let's go there for a little bit. So what do you feel like has led women to adopt um, this pressure-filled way of living? I mean, it's like we got to do this, we got to do that, you know, and now that we're also, like, working and stuff too, I think we're still taking on too much because it's like we're doing the traditional stuff of, you know, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids, you know, cooking, cleaning, all this stuff, but we're also working too. So we're yeah. literally taking on more stuff, I feel like, than other members in our household. So yeah. what do you feel like led us to adopt this pressure-filled way of living? Well, and, you know, you've definitely um, touched on it already, is that, you know, society in general has been operating in this kind of hyper-overdrive of the distorted masculine, right? It's this um, uh, paradigm of pressure, striving, hustle, 
and um, you know, women in getting caught up in that, believing that that's what they also need to do, right? To quote, keep up with the men, <laughs> or even ex- you know, <laughs> even excel <laughs> past the men if if that's their thing, is that they then move away from their innate feminine nature, right? Because they get too caught up in this in this overdrive, um, and then we often see uh, women in people-pleasing mode in performing and then sacrificing themselves, trying to fit into this patriarchy paradigm. And what happens is they lose touch with who they really are and what really matters to them, right? And so they're trying to do it all. They're trying to have a successful career and home life and family. And so they'll put themselves last right, as they try not only to do everything, but in my case, it was like to try to do it all right, you know, and so Mm. for me, um, I didn't get married until I was 37, so I had, you know, quite a bit of time in my, in in my life that was really focused definitely on my career, Um, and then I got married and uh, had, you know, my first daughter at the age of 40 and my second daughter at the age of 42. And so I went from, you know, just trying to get it all right as a physical therapist, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. figure out everything with my patients and fix them and be the one that had all the answers. So I was operating under that and then add on, okay, and and be a daughter and and a sister and a friend and and be good ones as well, not just be that. And then now let's on, okay, now I've got to be a really good wife. Ooh, and now mm-hmm. I've got to be a really good mom. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, and now I'm going to be um, an intuitive energetics coach as well. So let's add mm-hmm. that into the mix. And all of that together, the pressure to not only do it all, but like excel at it, it, it just like it wasn't possible for me to be in that state. And it led to burnout 100%. And so, you know, I really, um, that is how it took a toll on me. And and burnout's a real thing. I mean, we see it everywhere. And so it really is this, um, uh, it it stems from our own beliefs. And, And here's one that, you know, one that I've had that I think very, a lot of people have, um, is not being good enough. You know, that's really what's driving this uh, pressure for me anyway to prove my worthiness through achieving. And so even you can achieve a million things, but as soon as you get one achievement, you're on to the next because fundamentally at your core, you don't believe you're good enough. And so that that can perpetuate this cycle. Um, and so, you know, that is definitely part of it. And um, and so really it is this, like, okay, we, you know, yes, we are not just housewives anymore. We're in the workforce, but we also then have to be nurturing at home, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, 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 and look after the home and our families. And, um, and really it's that caring, uh, which is caring plus worry, and carrying the responsibility for others that also really drained me. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, I'm responsible for all these people. And when really I'm only responsible for myself, that's all I have control over. 
And yes, I can be caring and loving and nurturing to the people in my life, but the minute I take on the responsibility for their happiness, which I don't have control over, that becomes incredibly depleting. And so you're in that people-pleasing mode of trying to keep everyone happy, but at the end of the day, you're suffering and you're really not helping. <laughs> you're, by trying to <laughs> save someone, you're disempowering them, right? And yeah. so when, when I, now I see the people in my life as these all-powerful beings that um, have their own guidance system that absolutely can um, create their own lives, and it's not up to me. Um, I get to love them and support them and, and um, provide guidance when asked for, but, you know, ultimately I, that has switched drastically for me. And so I don't carry um, the, my loved ones anywhere near what I used to do. Because gotcha. I, that. I believe that's what a good mom and a good wife was, was someone who, right. like, worried all the time or took responsibility for, like, trying to make them happy. And, and now I recognize that, no, that's not actually my definition of a good mom. A good mom is, is being, being in my own heart and being fully grounded within myself and seeing the essence of who they are and that they are these powerful divine beings and supporting them and loving them and, of course, giving them the necessities of life. But really, um, you know, that's my, that's really, to me, what a good mom and taking care of my own stuff, my own inner world, right? That's how I get to be the best version of me for the people in my life. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't agree with that more. I've found that, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we've all kind of have gone through our own things, and that's that's how we ended up where we are and how we, you know, help the people that we do, surely because we have our own stories. And I went through similar, and I had to come to the conclusion as well that in order for me to be the best version of me, something had to give because even when I was trying to be the good mom and being the good wife and being the good whatever, when I wasn't taking care of me and my health was deteriorating, I wasn't being the best for me or the best for them or, you know, because something was not right. So, yeah, so I couldn't agree with that more. And so thank you for, for sharing that. So, um, so let's go into um, go a little deeper here. So um, we're talking about the divine feminine. I get a little tongue tied sometimes saying that one. So you know, bear with me. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> divine or feminine, you know. So you know, which you know, which is very interesting. You know, it's like you know, we talk about divine feminine, divine masculine, and you know, I love that you have brought in that it's. It's not male and female. It's more about the energetics because I'm mm-hmm. all about energetics. You know, yeah. everything is about energetics. We put words to energy. And so we actually add our language to help people understand it, but it's really about the vibration and about the energy and the intention. Yeah. And sometimes it's very difficult to put actual language words to an energetic 
feeling. So, you know, so it gets, a, it gets a little cluttered for a lot of people. And, you know, one of the things I've learned along the way between the feminine and the masculine is that masculine is more of the doing kind of energy. And yes. feminine is more of the receiving, nurturing, intuitive type yes. of energy. So I encourage people to kind of look at it more along those lines is the doing and the receiving. So, you know, kind of thing. So, but let's talk about um, what is possible with the divine feminine way, you know, instead of pressure, you know, so let's yeah. go a little bit more into this pleasure over pressure and using the divine feminine way to achieve that. So yeah. what's possible Beautiful. with that? Yeah. And, and before I dive into that, I wanted to just add to what you were saying about, you know, the divine feminine, the divine masculine. Yes, it's the, you know, the masculine is, is a doing energy, the feminine is a being energy, but of course we can't just be and we can't just do. <laughs> I mean, we true, a lot true. of people have gone in the direction of just doing and not taking care of <laughs> their beingness, right, and, and, their, and their state of being, right? So I love, the, the way that I love to describe it is, to me, is take care of your beingness first. In other words, take care of your energy, your frequency, because that is what is then going to allow your doing to be in alignment, to actually right. work out in the best way possible. If we, our tendency as humans, when we have, let's say, an issue, a problem, is to try to jump into action mode. And if we're doing that from a dysregulated state, as an example, or we're doing that from fear, then that's the energetic that is going to infuse our action, and the result is not awesome. So it's really, I always say, be first and then do. And so it really is combining the divine feminine of the being with the divine masculine of doing. And let her inform I'm saying her, but let the divine feminine <laughs> inform the divine masculine. And so they're partnering together. Here again, this is not about one or the other. They are in a dance with each other. And so it's like let that, you know, be in that dance together. And, and, but let, I always say be before do. And, and that is something that we're not really taught. You know, I don't think a lot of no. people really get that. And, in this time of energetics and frequency, um, this is coming more online and, and, and becoming more known, but it's so important. I absolutely take care of um, my energetic state before I start my day. It's, it's like it's a non-negotiable, it's what I do <laughs> before I even get out of bed, to be honest, right? It's like, no, because how I be... It, you know, it creates my well, frequency where I'm at, right? <laughs> and then it's going to, and then the doing, the action step that is aligned with my state of being is going to show up for then me to take, not the other way around. So I just wanted to, right. to state that. Um, no, I appreciate that, yeah. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for adding that in, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what's possible with the divine feminine way instead of the pressure-filled way? Well, I'll give you some some little um, ideas. And, and basically, with the Divine Feminine Way, it really is being guided by your intuition. 
and letting love lead, right? And and so you're in alignment with your true self when you're doing those things. Um, it's about relaxing into your body and experiencing more peace and flow. You start to trust yourself and then trust life as you see how supported you actually are. So when you go into you know, this um, divine feminine way of being and you start listening to your intuition, you allow yourself to be guided and you're in this kind of co-creative dance with source, you start to trust yourself more, right? And you start Mm. to trust life because you see how it's showing up for you. And it really is this shift from scarcity to one of abundance because you start to see just how loved and supported you are. And you have more to give, not in a depleting way, but in a more ground, from a more grounded place inside you that is connected to source. And source energy is infinite. There is an infinite supply of energy. And when you can um, allow that life force energy to move through you, you don't become depleted, right? And you're able to give from overflow versus trying to give from like you know the fumes at the bottom of the gas tank which like you were saying that's not your best self when you're trying to give from that place so whatever you're giving isn't really that awesome a gift (laughs) because it's kind of like oh here's what's left at the bottom (laughs) of the tank right Right. instead of giving from the fullest of you right yeah yeah I call that yeah. when you can't give from an empty cup. You know, That's so it's right. like if your cup yeah. is empty, you can't pour into somebody else's cup because there's nothing totally. there. <laughs> totally, totally. And so, you know, with this, when you're full up, when you and you're filling yourself up, not only with life force energy, but it's your essence, it's your spirit. When you are more full of you, then of course you feel more connected to yourself and to others and to life. And so you have increased energy, you have more vitality, and you experience more pleasure, right, with this increase of life force energy that's moving through you. And also in the divine feminine way, it's about befriending your emotions, right, really letting yourself feel them and then guide you to more clarity and truth. And then as you do all this, you just automatically become more radiant and magnetic, right? Because we're talking about frequency. And so you become the magnet. Instead of you striving or reaching for something, it starts, you're drawing it to you. There's just from your state of being. So that is what is possible with the divine feminine way. And I don't know about you, but I would say yes to that over pressure-filled living any day of the week. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so all right, so we're going to go into something that I find very interesting. So um, I know um, based on you know the things that you've told me and the type of women that you work with and everything. Yeah. So I want to ask this, and I think there are other people that are listening would find this very interesting as well. Why is the divine feminine way? Is especially supportive of women who are in the menopausal transition time of their life. So I'm, I'm really curious about that. You know, I myself have gone to menopause, so I get it, you know, and, and (laughs) I know that a lot of my listeners, a lot of 
the women that like to listen to my show are probably either in that time themselves or they're approaching, you know, it's a way of life. At some point we're all going to go through it. So, you know, so it's good information to have whether you're in it, past it, or leading up to it. So tell me a little bit about why that is especially supportive to women during that time of their life. Yeah, you know, when I, um, so it's been nine years for me that I went into menopause, and um, I think I mentioned that, you know, really my transition into menopause was awful. Like, it was really, my symptoms were off the charts terrible. And so it's a bit of a passion of mine now to actually um, talk about this, because if I knew then what I know now, I know that my experience would have been very different. And not that I regret Mm -hmm. having that, because it taught me a lot, um, but also, like, the more that you can be proactive and take care of yourself, even before me- perimenopause, you know, even before, um, you know, you start to to have those changes occur, um, the better. And also, even if you have gone through menopause, this will still assist, right? So there's, it's never too right. late. Um, but what tends to happen, as we know, during menopause, um, we have changes in the body and so many changes, but specifically our hormones change, right? And so yes. really our ovaries stop producing the, uh, the progesterone and estrogen that we're used to having. And what actually happens is our adrenals start to take over the production of those hormones, but in nowhere near the quantities that our ovaries did. So it's not like they're replacing um, the amount of, of hormone that we had, but they do start to take over a little bit of that role. Now, estrogen, as it decreases, our cortisol increases, and our cortisol yes. is a stress hormone. So already, yes, you know, a lot of right, a lot of women will talk about feeling yeah. really anxious. This is like uh-huh. the part of us that feels like we're going crazy, okay? Because all yeah. of a sudden <laughs> we've got this stress hormone, um, you know, yeah. flooding us, and and we and so many women are put on anti-anxiety medication, like all the things, right? Because uh-huh. they just think, oh my god, like I'm I'm losing it, right? And even yeah. historically. Um, gosh, it's only recent, it's not that long ago where that menopause really went from, like, literally women were put in asylums when they were going Mm -hmm. through menopause because they'd gone crazy with the menopause, right? Like, it was really treated as like a disorder. (laughs) And instead of something that every woman is going to go through, and of course, there was no support back then for that. Thank goodness there's much more now today. But so not only is cortisol increasing um, as our estrogen drops, but if we are stressed, so if our if we're already churning out the cortisol from our adrenals because we are in this survival mode, we're in this pressure-filled stress mode, and now we're going to add even more rise in cortisol because our estrogen has dropped, right? Like, yeah. uh-huh. like basically, basically, in a nutshell, you cannot get away with what you used to be able to get away with prior to the menopause transition. You just can't. Right. Um, yeah. And your stress tolerance will your decreases. Your pressure, um, you become pressure intolerant. And honestly, you know, 
I actually think that menopause is a really empowering time for women, despite all the symptoms that can happen. Um, and they don't have to, right? There's ways to actually um, uh, assist with those symptoms. But yeah. it's a very yeah. empowering time because, honestly, I don't know about you, but what, what I realized was I'm just not going to put up with crap anymore. Like, yes. like right? <laughs> I'm just not going to like put up with that stuff anymore. Right? Like there's this intolerance yeah. for stuff that so doesn't matter. You know, yeah, and drama yeah. and, like, like just things that you're just like, no. <laughs> like, I'm a no <laughs> to that, right? And so it's really actually an amazing thing because, yes, maybe, maybe our bodies are forcing us into making that decision, but regardless of how we come to that decision, the fact that we say no to the stress and the pressure and the drama and the whatever is really a good thing because yeah. it's now – you know, I look at menopause as a time of, okay, yes, it's a pause in our menzies. That's where, you know, the word comes from. But I really look at it as, okay, this is a time in your life to take a pause and really have a look at, A, what you've been tolerating that you are no longer a yes to. Um, You look at ways of being such as your protective patterns that like people pleasing and performing and trying to get it right and all the things that keep us in survival and stress mode to to be like, yeah, no, not going to do that anymore to right to have boundaries, to have healthy boundaries in place Um, to really like. To me, it has assisted, the, you know, those changes that we experience physically has really, it assists you to make these internal changes because it's like, that's not going to fly anymore. Like, it's time for a new chapter. And, um, and so it really is this opportunity for us to come home to ourselves, to really yeah. connect in with, okay, what actually really matters to me? Like, who do I want to be? How do I want to be? How do I want to feel? What really matters to me and what am I holding on to that doesn't, that can't really come with me anymore, you know? So it's a beautiful time and yet um, so many people dread it because there's just so much stigma around it and false information, quite honestly. Um, And so... You know, there's ways of, um, quote, not going crazy. There's ways of actually, um, you know, for instance, bioidentical hormones is something that I've been on that, boy, has changed everything for me. And they're not just about managing your symptoms. It's about protecting your bones. It's about protecting your cardiovascular, your heart and your cardiovascular system. It's about keep uh, protecting the integrity, the health of your of your vaginal walls even right and so there's so much more and we were led astray years ago with studies about hormone replacement therapy increasing breast cancer they now we now know that that study was very flawed and yet there's still a lot of fear around that so I just want to say there are way more resources available to us now and you can do your research and do your due diligence so that this time frame in your life can actually be very empowering and very beautiful and not something that um, is horrible, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, I kind of embraced mine. And like you said, you know, for me, it was more about, okay, 
this time of my life is done, what's the rest of my life going to look like? What is it that I really want? What is it that I really want to do? You know, I started, you know, taking on, you know, new hobbies and everything. It's like, you know, it, it was almost like it was like on a certain level, it was almost like it was a little bit of a freedom that was given to me. You know, so it's like, what am I going to do with this newfound freedom? What is it that I want to do? What are some things that makes me happy? What do I want to do for me? You know, kind of thing, you know, so, you know, that's the way I saw it, you know, so, you know, know, my last show, I talked, my last show, I talked about how I started doing aerial yoga, you know, it's like, you know, (laughs) I was going to do it, so it's like, I'm going to do it, so I just went out and started doing it, you know, so, you know, so I, I love, you know, the way that you describe embracing this time as yeah. an opportunity to to figure out what you want to say no to, what's a no go, and what yeah. you know what do you want to say yes to, and look after you. Yeah, All and right. it's a time so, it's a time that you can invite the divine feminine into your life more and let go of that pressure filled way of yeah. surviving, basically, right? So it it it. That's what the divine feminine can do is really assist you during this time in in discovering who you really are, what really matters to you, and having just more ease and relaxation and peace and flow in your life, you know? So um, yeah. that's why it, I'm so jazzed about it is because it really is, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it is a choice point. It's a choice that we get to make, um, and we, you know, can invite her into our life more. So, Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for that because, yeah, there there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of fear behind it. So I love that you're bringing a message, a different kind of message into, you know, something that we all experience. So so yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, all right, so we're coming to the, to the end of our show. So we're all about freebies here. I love giving my listeners freebies and tools and all that kind of stuff. So do you have a freebie that you would like to offer the listeners? I do. I have um, created seven steps to freedom from pressure. And um, these are steps that I've personally taken that absolutely helped me sort of disentangle from that way of uh, pressure-filled living, and I would love to give that to the listeners. Awesome, awesome. And where can they get this freebie? So it is, um, the link is freedomfromwithin.funnelcures.com forward slash seven, and I mean number seven, steps. Awesome, awesome. All right, so I encourage you all to go and grab that freebie from Glenda. I mean, she knows what she's talking about, and I love that she's bringing a new attitude and a fresh look, you know, to, you know, to getting rid of some of this pressure in our lives and being able to find pleasure and being able to go forward. And, you know, particularly this time of year, because, you know, this time of year tends to be overly pressure-filled. And 
maybe this year is your year to, like, try something new so you can enjoy the holiday season and going forward and not, you know, you know, diminish your health, you know, and then in January you're trying to regain it because, you know, everything is so crazy during the holidays that you're exhausted at the end of yeah. it. So maybe try something new, you know. So I encourage you all to go grab that. You can I will drop it on um, my page, which I'll give you here in just a second. But also check out Glinda's Instagram at Glinda Lang Freedom Guide. And check out her Facebook at Freedom Guide Glenda Lane as well. I'm sure she'd be happy to connect with you and give you more resources and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I would love to connect with everyone. So, yeah. <laughs> Please reach out. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right, so that's it for today's show. You know, it's been great having you guys listen in. Be sure to visit Glinda's Facebook and Instagram and grab her um, freebie, Seven Steps to Freedom from Pressure, um, at her link. Um, you can also find the link um, on my radio page at livingnaturallyforlife.com slash radio. So it'll be there if you didn't write it down real quick. So you can just go and click on the link from there. While you're there, please also check out all of my own resources, including affirmations, meditation, ebooks, and freebies, including my own awesome newest freebie at livingnaturallyforlife.com slash free scan. You don't want to miss that. Or you can sign up for my mailing list as well and get free stuff sent directly to your box. But please also, like I said, go check out Glenda. She has some great stuff. You know, I just love her fresh approach to things. It's been awesome having you here, Glenda. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, in health, this is Mikaela Jones, Indy, and you have been listening to Living Naturally with Mikaela on News for the Soul Radio. Remember, health and wellness is a journey, not a destination. So take some time to enjoy your life along the way. That's it for today's show. See you next time. Bye. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. You're listening to News for the Soul. Life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained since January 1997. We began our 25th year in broadcasting in January 2022 and we're just getting started. Exploring the edge of human consciousness and possibility on planet Earth with founder and journalist Nicole Marie Whitney at the helm. What's really real and what's really possible? That is what we want to know. Join us at newsforthesoul.com. newsforthesoul.com.